Now broadcasting live on Ustream or direct to your portable device. From Martin Road Studios, BaggedAndBoard.com presents the Bagged and Boardcast. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. Drink my beer, it's good. It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is crazy. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bag and Boardcast, episode number 210. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past. What? We're not doing The Week in nope. Geek this, what, this time. Well, because we just talked about news a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> behind behind the Bag and Board, board uh, we just recorded 209 on Thursday, today, Sunday. But we did all go see a Captain America Winter Soldier. So look forward to a little review during our classic news section for for that. Then we go into the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out April 16th, 2014. And go ahead. What were you going to say, Paul? I I thought Brackets was my baby, so I was going to introduce it. And since we were talking about, you know, a classic summer movie blockbuster, we're going to bring you in our main topic. What, Chris? What is this called? What we have this week. Is the Bag and Boardcast annual summer movie blockbuster bracket buster episode four a new bracket? Hmm. <clears throat> nice. Playing off a new hope. Uh, because this is the fourth one we've done. Let's get a post-it note so Chris can write that down and have it in front of his <laughs> microphone every week. Okay, I have it written down in my, my show notes. No, okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, we're going to remember. Episode four, <laughs> a new bracket. A new bracket. Well, what is this, Paul? This is uh, where we look at the top 16 movies of the summer, what we think are going to be the biggest movies of the summer, and we pit them to, against each other in head-to-head battle to see which one will dominate the summer uh, before the summer even starts. Unfortunately, uh, the movie studios have now been pushing the summer back into April, and we dropped the ball because maybe we should start doing this in March instead of our other bracket that we do in March. It is becoming an earlier, earlier thing. thing. Um, so this, this might overcome our march because especially looking ahead to 2016, guys, that is going to be a summer like no other. Yeah, yeah that's going to be big. It's going to be a big summer and I think we're going to have to expand it to 32 team, 32 movies or something because, woof, <laughs> it's going to, it's just going to be too big. But what we do is, uh, yeah, we set it up as a bracket and, uh, what we do is opening week. Why are we doing this during the main topic? Okay, and we'll explain more of the rules later. <laughs> but right now, to really understand the rules, what you should do is drink. Drink! Drink every time we say bracket, because that'll get you messed up quick. Right? Don't do it while you're driving. I'm looking at you, Steve. Uh, what we do drink, we drink, we drink. And, uh, we have two bottles that we... <laughs> John, you haven't had that much to drink. I, I, well, I what we do drink is when we drink, we drink. We drink. That's what we do. But when we, we do drink, what we do is drink. And we are drinking uh, a double reserve from uh, Alagash. This is uh, their 2013 bottle, so this has been aged a year because I got these last year for my birthday. Hmm. And uh, these uh, batch number 105 for the double reserve. Um, it's a Belgian double. And it is a nice, enjoyable beer. You get a nice malt to it. Um, smells, you know, nice. I think it's definitely gotten better from 
I wouldn't say better, but it definitely has some nice characteristics. It has a, almost a sour nose to it. Yeah. It's got that, like, tight Belgian bubble. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I get a little malt and everything, but I don't get much spice on it, you know, but it's, uh. Doubles usually don't have yeah. that spice. Yeah, exactly. Usually it's a big, el- you know, kind of alcohol punch to it. Um. I got no alcohol punch on this. No, it's, it's not smooth. bad. It's, it's very smooth. It's nice. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not huge into <clears throat> Belgians anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. You know, I when I started drinking beer, that was like the one of the first beers that got me into it. Yeah, they're. You know, there's a few that I like, and I'll drink Hennepin, Groundbreak, uh, Swing from Victory. Mm-hmm. There, there's uh, Spring Beer is the saison that I really like, but that's about it. Like. For the Belgian style beers. Yeah, I've gotten really away from them. Mm-hmm. But these have been in our cellar, and two things that we can drink. It's we're recording during the day yep, versus so night when we usually record, so they're kind of more lighter beers. We're gonna get our day drink on here, I guess. So yeah, be nice. Uh, so but what's something we did the other day, Paul? Ah, oh, well, just on Friday, right? Basically, been hanging out with these two clowns all week long. <laughs> we hung out with this jag. <laughs> We hung out with yes, me, the Jag. We call people Jags now. It turns it turns out on Thursday when we were giving Paul shit about not <laughs> seeing the Winter Soldier and like, oh, we're gonna go see it tomorrow. Uh Paul then like called me like in the afternoon and was like, What's the plan? When are we gonna go? What are we doing? What's the plan? I'm like, we don't have a plan. Really, we didn't think you were gonna go. <laughs> so uh we you know, we had to look up the times real quick and say, Okay, hey Paul hey Paul Paul, let's go to the movie, Chris. Are you down for that? Yeah, always. Yeah. I thought you guys were really planning on going to the movie theaters because well, were... we were talking about going to go see something else. Yeah, yeah. You're like, if Paul can't go <laughs> see Captain America, we're going to go see blah blah. And then I was when I called you guys in the uh, late afternoon, and you guys weren't answering the phone. I'm like, they're probably at the theater right now. Oh, oh. I was taking a nap. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, Paul finally got to see. So spoilers. Yeah, we're bragging. Full effect. Stuff. The movie's uh, been out for two weeks now. So. Something that's going to blow your minds, <laughs> listeners, if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, the Winter Soldier they keep on talking about? That is actually Robert Redford. Ooh. See, he's got a very winterized face. That's that's the whole thing in the movie. No, it's... The uh, whole movie's shot in HD, except for all the shots of Robert Redford's face. <laughs> well, because people kept thinking it was, like, location shots at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. Yeah, he's old. He's still a great <laughs> he's actor. Look, he's looked like that for a long time. He's still a good actor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't mind him in it. But what is Winter Soldier focuses on uh, Steve Rogers realizing that who he's fighting for and fighting with alongside might not be the thing, not be the uh, kind of group or people that. He shares his same idealistic opinions on how the world should be run. Uh, comes early to blows with, uh, Nick Fury about the, the premise of pre-crime, basically. They can't wait for crimes to be committed before the punishment gets sold out anymore. I don't think they didn't come to, it, well, they, he, they argued about it. They're like, this isn't, this isn't free. You know, my uh, generation, yeah. what we fought for was, we, yes, we made sacrifices, we made hard calls. And we compromised, but that was because we were fighting for freedom. This isn't freedom. This isn't what we did that for. This is fear. You're right. I thought I was I was hapless. And he was kind of like at that point looking to get out of Shield, retiring, but he didn't know what else to do with his life. 
But Fury also knew something was up with it, which is why he mm-hmm. was trying to shut down the Insight program, or at least postpone mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so Nick Fury knows something's going on, so he's doing backhand dealings and not talking about other, you know, talking it over with his full teams because, you know, he's keeping secrets about the secrets. And then, uh, it all comes to blow, so when we realize, and here's spoilers, that Hydra has completely infiltrated not only S.H.I.E.L.D., but the United States government, and has basically been, has been, uh, pushing shield towards a more militarized more uh heavy spying you know very of the moment kind of united united states of america very topical to what's happening politically here in the united states i think which was nice to see because that's what captain america for the last i would say 10 years has been especially Brewbreakers run was very like of the time political kind of drama uh, going in, and then we get into a really cool kind of spy espionage tale, uh, led by uh, this group of Hydra and releasing the Hound, the Winter Soldier. I thought was an interesting part of the movie, but also okay. Well, that's that's off premise, and I think that's good. And you get Black Widow yeah. hanging out with Cap, wearing an Arrow necklace, which I thought was cute because she doesn't wear she doesn't have that in the Avengers no. movie. Yeah. This is a post-Avengers Black Widow who's now wearing an arrow necklace. I guess she's bone and Hawkeye. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I loved everything about this movie. Um, lots of great character moments. It's a lot of fun. I love uh, Captain America and the Falcons. Yes. Yeah. Like, buddiness, like, they worked well together. I wasn't sure how that was going to play out on film. Anthony Mackie is just a real likable guy. Yeah. As soon as he's on screen. Watching interviews with him, too, Mm -hmm. like, he's so pumped to be a part of this movie. Yeah. I believe he's he's from um, Leverage, too. He was on the show Leverage, right? Oh, I don't know if he was on. uh, He was in Adjustment Bureau, which I really liked. Yeah, he was in the, I think he's from Leverage. Very likable in that movie, too. And, yeah, every interview I've seen with him uh, on the Marvel website, he's talking on a, little web video and they do a Marvel superhero charades. So that's kind of fun. Um, I'll let Jimmy Fallon. Lots of great action in it. Great character moments. Setting up more stuff in the future. I mean, we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. falling apart. Um, what does that mean for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, you should be watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's, like, everything is happening. It's happening It's it's happening in the show as well. Which like, was like, great seeing that crossover yeah. episode. The, um, the episode before <laughs> the movie was released, you have like... Um, Sitwell being called away. Mm-hmm. You know, you have events like, oh, Fury's back at the uh, civilian building called uh, Trilovsky? Triskelion. Triskelion. And, um, and then the next episode is all about just everything falling to shit and oh, wow. S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra. Not knowing who's S.H.I.E.L.D. and who's like Hydra. Not only at headquarters, but in the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, really tied in well, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of this plays out. And, like, at the end of it, instead of having, like, the shield symbol come up, like, they had the, the Hydra symbol. Oh. Um, so it, they've, they're really playing the two of those together well. And, yeah, the the Captain Cap'n and Falcon were really good. I really enjoyed the look and how they did Bucky. Like, the Winter Soldier does look really good. The robot arm looks good. How it was, like into his arm and you see all the burn marks around his chest and everything where they soldered it to his skin. All that stuff was really cool. And I also really liked um Yeah, you can say that it wasn't a very clean precision kind of uh 
operation that they did to the grafted. It was it's yeah. meat shop kind of like hackneyed yeah surgery. Yeah. Um, and I actually really like the I can't think of his the character's name, but the, who he become who becomes uh, Crossbones. Um, oh yeah, starts with an R. Yeah, he's on the strike team. He's on the, the leader of the strike team. And I liked him because he was likable in the team before you know that he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's Crossbones. He's going to be a Hydra agent. He's likable on that team. He has a good working relation with everybody. And like even when those moments when he's fighting with Cap, it's kind of just like, you know, no hard feelings. This isn't personal. Mm-hmm. We're taking over. We're taking over. I got to do this. Yeah. And, uh, and then you get that funny moment of and uh, what was really good. They they kept the humor going of Cap saying, you know what? Yeah. It feels pretty personal. It feels pretty personal. Uh, and also those moments like when he jumps out the window and he gets up and, the guy, and they're like, really? <laughs> like, he can just do that. Like, nobody really knows what <laughs> the exact limits are to him. Yeah. And uh, I, I did. I really enjoyed it. I put it up there probably in my top three Marvel movies. Yeah, the Crossbones character, <clears throat> who I can't remember his name of, uh, but it, it's definitely a villain-sounding name, his last name. You know, not as bad as Badrock, but uh, yeah, he, he has a certain level of respect for Captain America. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, I thought they had enough of that Whedon-esque kind of, uh, chemistry between Black Widow and Captain America going through of, uh, her just trying to set him up and ask about girls that he might like. And even like, hey, that fake kiss that we had, was that, that was your like first kiss in 45 years, right? Like, you need to practice. And it's this kind of like, buddy, you know, yeah, they're, kind I mean, of flirtatious, they're, they're but not flirtatious. The yeah. Like they're they're work buddies. It's yeah. very Xander Buffy kind of kind of thing. But later, when Xander's kind of over Buffy, mm. you know, where they're friends now and it's just friends and it's not this will they won't they kind of stuff. But you know, it's this definitely two people the opposite sex having mm. these kind of conversations. And I thought it was very well done. I thought they you know played off well. The stuff we like, I totally agree with the Anthony Mackie the Falcon stuff with. Cap just feeling like two comrades, two people that have seen stuff on the battlefield, see both having to deal with loss and coming back home and not knowing your place anymore in the world. Mm. And it's not just because Cap's 45 years out or 60 years out. I don't, I'm not doing the math. That's too early. And, uh, and, and it's not just that kind of thing. It's every soldier that comes home has to deal with that. Yeah. And he actually runs the VA because he's trying to help as many people as he can so he can help himself through helping others. And, you know, he's just got that spirit like, well, I don't know what I need to do, but I know I can help somebody else. Therefore, I'm going to help. Captain America needs my help. I'm going to help him. You know, a girl that, you know, gets freaked out by drive while she's driving home and thinks she sees an IED. Uh, I'm going to help her, you know, this, this really great spirit, uh, you know, this character who felt very, uh, had three dimensions, even though he wasn't the main crux of the movie at all. And I thought they did a very good job of giving everybody those three dimensional scenes, human and also hero scenes. I'm sorry. I I was vamping in order to get to you. Oh, I I thought you were just going. (laughs) I was vamping a little bit. I I literally had nothing else to really say. I I was... I was seeing you, like, typing away. So what's the name of, uh, Crossbones? Brock Rumlow. Rumlow. <laughs> Pretty badass name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who'd you get killed by? Brock Rumlow. Oh, hey. A couple guys here sent here by him. Um, something that I'm always looking forward to, and rightfully so, is the mid-credits teasers that Marvel has trained us to get now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
getting our first looks over at Scarlet people Witch. People still left. Yeah, people always do that. Like, and it's a conversation we always have. Yeah, I never get it. But it first looks at Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and the effects look really great. I was surprised that it went that far. I'm like, oh, okay. So this bad group has the spear from Loki. That's okay. I, I was expecting it to end there, and then they're like, well, and the twins are progressing, and I'm like, okay, okay, the twins. I wonder if they're talking about. Yeah. And then one second later, you're like, oh, yep, that's exactly who they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, as soon as they say the twins, you're like, oh, they're, they're already, like, dropping those hints. And then, boom, <laughs> nope. there they are, right in front of you. That's not a hint anymore. They just show you. It's the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Which I, I really like the look of the Quicksilver power. Mm-hmm. Like, it it almost looks kind of like Bamfing, kind of like mm-hmm. that streak, and then you see him there. Like, I, I liked it a lot. And uh, and it looks Ashley like- Olsen, is that her name, who's playing the Scarlet Witch? She looks... She looked good and kind of out there. Mm-hmm. No, because that's the one Olsen twin you're thinking about. Because oh. it's, in, it's uh, she's Olsen. a sister. Yeah, she's yeah. Whatever. Mary Kate and Ashley were the twins, oh, okay. and there was the other, the one. Older, the other one. Yeah, or the younger, the younger Olsen. I yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I know it's Aaron Johnson playing Quicksilver. Yeah, I really liked how they both looked very confused or unsure of their powers. Like Quicksilver, yeah. like he would run into the wall, not sure, and he looked like he was unsure how he got there, so it's... So they're playing it up that this Hydra's, like, either experimenting on them, and they're... Or they just are mutants, and they just get their powers, and... It's very... Can't use the word mutants. They can't use the word mutant? Nope. No. That was something, like... Because John and I were actually talking about that after the movie, and I was looking into it, and... They cannot use the word mutant in the Marvel movies. What 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 words can they use? Well, they use they use know, miracles. miracles. Oh, miracles can be ugly and scary. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was awesome, and I'm glad they went as far as they did with it because you know being one of those nerds kind of in the bubble, like I was enjoying seeing the uh, you know set pictures and concept mm-hmm. art. So to actually see stuff in motion, like okay, like this is how they're going to do the effects. And after we saw the movie, they have the Quicksilver from Days of Future Past Carl's Jr. <laughs> commercial, and we watched that, and it's like, just slow motion, I'm going to pick up this burger, but it's fast and it's in my mouth. And it's like, Age of yeah. Ultron ones look a lot He's cooler. He's eating, like, he's dropped a fry, and he's doing all this stuff before he, and then he catches the fry. Yeah, it looked really bad. Well, we already saw them do the super speed with, uh... The one character in X Men Three. I've only seen that movie once. Yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember. She it was kind of like the Morrow equivalent, but she had speed. She had super speed. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, All I remember is, is Johnny Knoxville uh, playing one of my favorite characters, and it was horrible. It just made me so sad. He played Multiple Man. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Who, who was he? Who was Multiple Man then? And just some guy. Yeah, just some guy. That wasn't. That wasn't the same thing. Right. No. no? <laughs> I was like, what? I thought it was. <laughs> Anyways. Nope. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Enough of that, you jag. <laughs> Let's get into the list. All right. We're not going to talk about things we didn't enjoy about the movie. Well, no, because then that would have to be something I didn't like about it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't really have any. That do I don't think I have any complaints really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought just because of how it was set up, you don't get that satisfying like ending of we definitely there's a it's a, definitely a uh, Empire Strikes Back kind of ending. 
Yeah, where they've but, had to sacrifice so much. Hey, and also they didn't overcome we, like an enemy. We, we they didn't punch a red skull we, in the face. You know, it's not. But not, they saved millions of people. Yes, like yeah. it's not. It's not like a bookend. And I, I think that's one of the things the Marvels do. It's like, it's not just, oh, they did this, it's over. It's mm-hmm. always going to be continuing on in this universe. And how now is this going to affect all these other people that we've been interacting with for the last eight years, you know? Where is Tony Stark going to add up? Where are all these guys going to do? What's Hawkeye going to do? What's this or that? You know, all that stuff is go- is going to be building. And it's going to lead us right into Age of Ultron. And that's that's going to lead us into. They said they all have plans out all the way to 2024 or 28. I thought it was 28. Yeah, 28. So 14 years, and we definitely get an inkling that maybe there's going to be a lot more with Stan, Sebastian Stan. You know, the post-credit scene of him uh, relearning about who he was before the, he became the Winter Soldier. Uh, so we might see a. Ten years down the line here, a Bucky Barnes, Captain America. I think it'll probably be sooner than that. Yeah. Well, it took three years between this uh, Captain America 1 and Captain America 2. So Captain America 3 being three more years, and then so six years before a full Bucky Barnes, Captain America. Yeah. Because you would think that, you know... X, or Captain America 3 would be the end of Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and then, and it would set but up for the next, the one, you know. We, we might not even have to wait for him to be in a Captain America, like, like Captain America 4, or, <laughs> we could get something even sooner. I mean, they're plant that far out, and if we're gonna be getting three or four Marvel movies a year, they can probably launch them out into something else, like getting into that time no. frame. Are they like, now going to do, do like the badass movie of him like researching who he was and like what happened? Like have him taking the fight to Hydra. Have him be that. Have, have his own just Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah, him like being the badass sniper guy with the knives, like being a Hydra hunter. Yeah, yeah. Or even him and like him and Black Fury Widow. or him and Black Widow yeah. doing what they need to do. Or the Punisher. Yeah, like, Marvel has a Punisher, and if we're doing a darker, kind of grittier, like hunting down and killing people kind of movie, maybe that's where you can have him team up with somebody that's outside of Shield and all that, you know, for that first movie, and then have him you know, like get into the fold later on. Yeah, maybe the Punisher would be a good fit there, yeah. or just a character named Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pre you know, pre him being the Punisher, or him learning how to become the Punisher from yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it leads to anything, you know? It really does. But it seems like they're just doing casting now from ABC television shows, because we got Sharon Carter, the uh, Agent 13, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's from ABC's Revenge. And then you got Sebastian Stand, who was from Once Upon a Time. He's the Mad Hatter in that series. I didn't even know on that. ABC. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, it seems well, I mean, funny. he was... But he was also in yeah. Captain America, the first Avenger, before that show came out, too. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, man, ABC, Disney, they're keeping all their all their products. But honestly, that's what Disney's always like to do. Like, you keep a stable of people, and... You have Mary-Kate's sister, who was on the ABC show Full House. What? 
drawn the lines now. Yeah, but I don't think they were key. Disney then. No, no, ABC was. It got bought out during the Full House because that's why you had them go to like Disney every World. Like TJF episode had them at Disney World or something. But it was after the show had started. You had the voice of Aladdin dating DJ See? Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're keeping it all in house. It's all. I'm going to make a big old all the weird bulletin board style like crazy thing of how how all the Marvel movies are coming from Full House and TGIF. Well, while you're working on your bulletin board, why don't we look at our calendar and find out what books are coming out? You mean April 16th? Mm-hmm. 2014? Yeah, that week. That week. Chris, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm actually looking forward to Batman Eternal number two. We talked about number one on our look back show. Oh no, we didn't. No, we talked. We, about we it did discuss it. Yeah, we. T- I think um, we talked about it on the show. I'm looking forward to number two. I wasn't wowed by number one. Spoilers for this one. Yeah, we talked that. about it in the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a tough like read for a weekly book because you don't have so much to go into since they're gonna flesh everything out. But I'm looking forward to this one because we're getting like the first full fledged appearance of Stephanie Brown in the new Fifty Two. Um, Kind of, uh, the preview pages show her like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, show her like it. walking in to like you know her house and like her like supervillain stepdad is like sitting around with a bunch of people at the kitchen table in costumes talking. Looks fun. I'm hoping it delivers a little bit more than the Gordon centric she did for the first one. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that I'll be on. I'll be buying for a while. John, what are you, what other than Batman Eternal, what are you looking uh, I am to? looking forward to Sinestro number one. And I was like, you know, I'd check out a Sinestro book. Uh, but one of the things that really sealed the deal and why I put this on my, my list is it's written by, uh, Colin Bunn, who is doing Magneto over at Marvel, but also does, uh, The Six Gun, which okay. is a book that I'm, uh. I thought so. That's why I was doing yeah, Guns that's why and you, Six. You did the guns, guns and six. then made a six at me. Yes. Okay. Um, I, he's a writer I do really enjoy, and it's a character I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, deal, uh, Dale Eaglesham on art. Oh, Eaglesham's back at DC. Yes. Cool. He's doing Sinestro. Oh, not as happy about that. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely something I will at least check out the first issue, and if if it draws me in, I will uh, pick up uh, number two. Sinestro is one of my kind of favorite villains. I'm just glad Dale Engelsham's back at DC because I really liked his uh, Villains United stuff. I liked his uh, GSA stuff quite a bit. So it's I, I like him as a team book, so I'll be interested to see, at least look at his work here in Sinestro. Yeah, and you'll get that chance because we'll probably do this as a look back. Probably, I don't know if I'll like it, but you know. Uh, if it's nobody's forcing you, we got a taste. You got to read it though. With Magneto, we got a taste of what he can do with an anti-hero, anti-villain kind of character. So I think it'll be interesting with yeah, with that. And uh, I'm writing. I'm going to be reading a book, uh, Hulk number one. And I'm not a big Hulk fan in the comics. I don't think I've really ever picked up a issue of the Hulk. In fact, I don't think I ever have. I think really. Uh, but Mark Wade. Is writing it and it's it's a new number one. It's coming out in Indestructible Hulk, uh, and it's you know I'm just going to give it a the new Marvel now, all new now, whatever it's called, kind of kind of shake out because uh, they ended Indestructible Hulk and now they're relaunching <coughs> just Hulk. But uh, I'll see if I can get into it. 
without knowing what happened there or not, because the uh, preview says, following the shocking events of last month's indestructible Hulk finale. It's like, oh, so this isn't really a number one, is it? Bruce Banner's lies at death's door. If he survives, it won't be as the Bruce Banner we've known. How will the Hulk react? Uh, I think Hulk books are, I think, hard to write, and it's hard to get into, because... I really enjoyed the series when it was kind of the Bruce Banner on the run trying not to use the Hulk mm-hmm. and that kind of that run. Uh, I forget who um, uh, Bruce Jones writing. Bruce Jones. Thank you. I really enjoyed that up until a point. And then I got pretty kind of tired with it. And um, and I think it's it's hard to get behind a Hulk book for a long, long term, long haul. Psylocke was in X-Men 3? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't mean she uh, had super speed. She was also played by Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy that I thought was uh, Johnny Knoxville was Eric Dane. Yeah. Some, some guy from Crazy Anatomy. Mm. Does he look like Johnny Knoxville? I don't know. Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably not. I don't know who Johnny Knoxville is. <laughs> He's from hey, you like most Callisto was the girl with super speed in that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Alright. Anyways. Well, anyways, Paul, why don't you finish that beer and we'll pour our second bottle. Alright. And now, a dramatic reading from Wolverine the X-Men, number 15, page 6, panel 3. You guys always make me read girls. I just opened it. <laughs> the lunchroom is over that way. Bathrooms are in there. Watch out. They sometimes try to kill you. That was a dramatic reading from Wolverine the X-Men number 15. And you know how these work, Paul. We just open it up in the yeah. first panel we see. You guys make me read girls girls all the time. Chris read I, a girl it, last week. Thing, I, would, I would pick one for John from this book, and it would seriously be this panel <laughs> with us. <laughs> oh, here, Toad? Yeah. That's better. Now lead the way. And that was another dramatic that's, reading that's from reading. Wolverine and the X-Men, number 15. Uh, but right now, we're bringing you a bracket. A I bracket like no other. Right now, we're bringing you our next beer. Oh, <laughs> forgot about the beer. Never uh, forget about the beer, guys. Again, year-old Oligosh. This is their triple reserve, uh, batch 193. I like this a lot more. That's a classic John move, by the way. Me segueing it into the next thing, and then John being like, "Nope, Paul, you're wrong." That's a classic Paul move. <laughs> segueing too early. I, I gotta grab it by the leash and pull you back. <laughs> I like this one a lot more. A like a kid at sweet. the candy store. I'm like, I'm going over to the next aisle, and you're like, grab me by the tail. I'm sorry, it's a little bit sweet. Uh, I like this one more, a little bit sweet, but you still get kind of malty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely get the tight bubbles. Definitely a Belgian. I get more alcohol on this. It is a, it's a triple, so it is a higher alcohol. Yeah, you know, it just feels warmer. And yeah. he has a little bit of dragon breathy. A little bit. Little yeah. Um, I think actually if I had to pick one, I think I would I enjoyed the smoothness that was in the um double a little bit more than the triple. There just wasn't enough to that double to make <laughs> me want to say like, Oh, I'll have this again. This is I wouldn't have either one of these again. This is a nice I got a little bit more spice to this, but man, I kinda wish it was Barrel aged, not bourbon barrel aged or anything crazy. Just, just like an like oak aged. 
with this would work really well. I, I think. think so, especially think with they, a tighter bubble and everything. I'd I, imagine they probably do put a uh, put it out. You know, I think Belgians in an oak barrel would just add because it's light enough where I think you would pick up that oakiness and it would dry it out a little bit more. And also with the spice, I think it would really work well. Together. We had what was um, from Alagash over Christmas. Chris and I drank a. Uh, it was a it was a Belgian beer, like a Belgian. It might have been the triple or something aged in bourbon barrels, and that was pretty good. Yeah, I am afraid that with a bourbon barrel or even a rum barrel, that uh, that those bourbon and rum flavors would just overpower everything. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best bourbon aged beer we had had, but <clears throat> I remember enjoying it. I wouldn't. I don't think it would be something that I would. In a wine barrel, this one might be seek. really good too. But yeah, no something. No, I would agree. But you were saying, Paul, that we're going to bring you a bracket like no other. The Begden Boardcast Bracket Buster Movie Bracket... What is it, Chris? The Begden Boardcast Annual Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster Episode 4, A New Bracket. And, okay, what we do is we pit uh, two movies against each other. We see who has a better opening weekend on boxofficemojo.com for that very first round. And then every subsequent round, we look at first the overall week... Then the second week, then the third week, all the way up until the fourth week where we get the final matchup uh, for all these movies and see how they did over the course of a whole month. So this goes, we, we start it now and you'll know who the winner is by the end of uh, August usually. By mid-August we, we, we have a winner. You know, if suddenly an August movie has a huge release though, we, we might have to go all the way to September to finally shake it out uh, yeah and uh you'll you'll remember last year i won and it was just paul going oh yeah you know who won john because he didn't win so he didn't care <laughs> yep yep i have never won this out of the four times i have never um, even come close to winning i think chris you won twice and then i won one yeah so this is the fourth one yep and aaron won one yeah. time. Yeah. But out of us. Yeah. Like Chris has won twice, twice and then he won. Yeah. Aaron won the, I think the inaugural. Yeah. The first one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we, we're just bringing 16 movies this time. I think in other times we've brought more, but I don't re- really remember. It's, it's, it's a, it's years. a good, it's a good list. It's, I don't think we have to go too crazy. And there wasn't, there's, there's definitely a lot more movies coming out, but nothing that's kind of on our radar or something that we're like, oh, we can add this to pin against something that we mm-hmm. are looking forward to. You know, back when we first started, when we were doing movies every week, it was more interesting because we could pick out, like, one movie every week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now that we don't really do movies as often, we, we want to narrow it down to this really kind of nerdy, comic booky, you know, our 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 zone, our bracket, our... Uh, yeah. So let's start it off uh, probably with one of the movies I think is going to be one of the top grossing ones versus one of the ones that's going to make their money, but I, I don't know why or how. And that's uh, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. There's no, it's not called Amazing Spider-Man 2 Secret 6 or Sinister No, 6, right? I think it's, it's just, just Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2. And, uh, versus The Expendables 3. Uh, even though Expendables 3 has Antonio Banderas in it. Mm. I'm going Amazing Spider-Man because it's something that I was really looking forward to, and then I got a little like, ooh, I'm kind of on the fence. There seems like they're doing a lot with this, and then seeing the trailers mm-hmm. getting closer to opening day, I'm getting excited again for it. So I'm definitely going to go Amazing Spider-Man. Both have a lot of characters. Both have a lot of uh, star power. I, I don't know. 
how much star power really Amazing Spider-Man has. Now it has Jamie Foxx in it. I think he's the biggest name. Yeah. You know, I don't think Andrew uh, Garfield has been that big of a name. He's got a lot no, better. I think he's a draw, though. Yeah. He's I mean, got I'm a stone, too. He's gotten a lot better since the day of the Darlac with his Brooklyn yeah. accent. Because, man, that was, that is awful. Not, not a great episode. It's a horrible accent that he had, that he's trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I think, uh, you know, I enjoy the first Amazing Spider-Man. I finally got it on Blu-ray and it's fun to watch. It falls apart at the end. And I think this movie has all the makings for a train wreck. It really does with them trying to introduce all these characters and have too much story in it. But I think it'll be a very fun train wreck to watch. Versus it's, Expendables 3, which I will never was just is a train wreck no matter <laughs> yeah. what. And that's why I, you're, going, you're going for no, the train wreck. No, people actually think they're good movies. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm going when Amazing, fr- Amazing Spider-Man 2 as well. Um, I think it's going to be a better movie. Spider-Man's a proven name in, like, Blockbuster history. Expendables, they just keep making them because they do make money. And they're cheap. Because those people, they're just in it for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amazing Spider-Man, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in this movie, which does, you know, have the chance to go south. But, I mean, look at Captain America. There was a lot of stuff going on in that movie. We were introduced to a lot of characters, and there was a lot of story. And it was setting up more stuff down the road as well. And that pulled it all off. And it was almost all action, too. Yeah. Well, you in Captain America, you did have those exposition moments of them walking through the Smithsonian, and it's like, here it is, but it was done well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, here's the exposition for how Hydra took over with Adam Zoloff, and he, they even explain, no, Captain America, I have delayed you long enough, yeah. you know. Ha-ha. My whole so rambling I, villain speech I think on purpose. You know, Amazing Spider-Man does have a lot happening in it, but <laughs> they can progress things Smoothly in there. Oh, I'm sorry, Sally Field is probably the biggest. Yes, if you're Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Robert Redford is in Winter Soldier? I'm there. That's really, like, when we he watched the first clip, he watched it with us, and then he was like, Robert Redford? Like, the only thing he took away from the first trailer was that Robert Redford was in the movie. Yeah, I guess I didn't know. <laughs> Played a great villain, guys. Uh, next matchup. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm surprised that people actually are like these Expendable movies, because when we heard about Expendables 1 in my office, we all talked about how much of a train wreck it's going to be, and how awesome of a train wreck it would be, just because it just, like, it was so ridiculous, we're like, we kind of have to go see this movie, and we kind of all started planning it, and then we're like, wait, it's how much for a movie ticket now? No, it's not. <laughs> Alright, next matchup, Edge of Tomorrow. Versus Jupiter Ascending. So these are both kind of sci-fi movies. Uh, Tom Cruise and Exoskeleton in with Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. With also, it seems like it's also like Groundhog's Day, where when he dies, he comes back and it's starts the day. Yeah. yeah, He keeps on respawning in the same day, right? Uh, with Emily Blunt. And then uh, we got Jupiter Ascending, which is Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis, where Mila Kunis is on Earth. And there's, she has some sort of power. She's like a princess. Prince, yeah, like a stranded princess in this galactic war. And Chatting Tatum is a modified human, like genetically modified. I think human he's an alien that, uh, yeah, so. that is sent to, uh, he's bring like the her best back. warrior. And the general sends him to get her because he's the best. Mm-hmm. 
He's the best. Uh, I <laughs> these two movies I think are gonna get passed by. I I, I don't think like a lot of people are gonna go out to see these movies. I think if anything, they're gonna like if, if they come out the same weekend like on demand, they might just watch them on TV just because. But if I had to pick between the two, I'm gonna go. Jeez, I'm gonna go Jupiter Ascending. Wow. Um, I think it's a tough between the two, but I don't think Tom Cruise has as much draw as he used to. Man, Mission Impossible 3 was a lot of fun. Yeah, but even that wasn't huge. Yeah. Ghost Protocol. I wish he's, I was wearing a hoodie He's, right he's now. alienated a lot of people with yeah. his views and everything. And I think, I think Channing Tatum's got a bigger draw mm-hmm. than he does right now. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I go uh, Jupiter Ascending because I think Channing Tatum's got a bigger draw. Like, mm-hmm. people love him in movies for some reason, even though I can see him being an expendable six down the road. <laughs> like, it was in G.I. Joe. He was in G.I. Joe, which was on the way there. I mean, people love that Magic Mike movie, too. Like, he was in... My mom liked that, actually. There you go. Does your mom want to go see Jupiter Ascending? Because she might be a teenage girl. <laughs> but, I mean, Mila Kunis <laughs> has, like, some draw. But yeah. then, also, they're banking on the Wachowski name on this. I mean, that's kind of the big thing for this. Yeah, they haven't really done anything game-changing since The Matrix, but people still hear that name. They think, whoa crazy out there sci-fi like visionaries like okay like if it's not a good movie it'll at least be aesthetically pleasing yeah i was i'm picking uh jupiter ascending basically for the same reason of the out of this year we don't have a catching fire or uh the we don't have the a uh hunger games movie we don't have a well you do they i don't think they've ever been in the summer well during the summer i thought there was one summer release for the hunger games or uh what was the Twilight series? Twilight usually is in the summer. You know, where they can get all those teenage girls. We don't have girls. Stephanie teenage girls, you know, marketed movie, and I think this might be it. Well, we had Divergent, which is kind of like the next yeah. franchise like that. And, and it then came out like, already. That one came out already, but then there's some other movie that's kind of along that lines that's coming out soon too. Yeah, there's an, there's another one. There's a there's a couple. Jen was talking about it last night, and I was like, I've never even heard of the that. The host book, that already like came movie. out, right? Yeah, there's a couple like this one. It's it begins with like a I can't remember now. I just heard it and I was like, they're making a movie, this but like book series. That it's just now. because it's a tomorrow. I don't understand the hook. I love Emily Blunt. I think she's adorable and I the, really like her. But she's going to be in an exoskeleton the whole time. So the hook I, is it's like a game, mm-hmm. especially but with the respawning and stuff. Gamer wasn't too bad. Did you then, see it? No, but it then didn't you can't do say any, it was horrible. It didn't do any money. Didn't get any money. Um, Paul, as you pointed out in the last episode, Goonies was a flop. Yeah, that's true. But it had more money but than it, ET. It so. did well. <laughs> but I, I think Edge of Tomorrow will do good. But I like it's a movie that got buzzed two years ago when they were talking mm-hmm. about it, and then it it's gone through a couple changes aside from the casting. Um. But it's we were looking at their exoskeletons two years ago at a comic book convention, yeah. and I don't think it's going to have the same draw. I don't think people really care. And if they're going to go see movies, I think there's a lot other movies out there that are going to have right. that draw. Edge of Tomorrow is this year's After Earth, or this year's? Uh, what I was think the it, other one. What was the other one that dropped that didn't that didn't do well? That was the sci-fi. Oh, 
the same year. Like, yeah, I don't remember. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be your battleship. Wait, wait, are you talking about the other Tom Cruise movie <laughs> that he was like the? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oblivion. Obliv- yeah, Oblivion. Right there, we can yeah. stop. That was bad. Is it this year's Oblivion? Yes, it is. Because Tom Cruise is as in it. As soon as he started talking about it, I was like, I remember seeing stuff about it. Because, like, Morgan Freeman was in it. I tried to watch that movie. I and it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> A movie that always makes money. And again, I don't know why. Uh, Transformers. And this is Transformers, no number. Just Age of Extinction. Not Age of Ultron, people. Age of Extinction. Versus Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Uh, and yes, Teenage Mutant is in the title. I think, Smaller. I think this is gonna be the pick, to pick between these two. Because yeah, this one's Transformers always does good money. They, they and they were surprising, well. they were surprisingly close when we were picking Transformers. Yeah, I was worried for Harry Potter. Versus Harry Potter. Yeah. It was close. And this is... A lot closer than it should. It's not anyway. a... <clears throat> reboot, but it's a new casting. Mm-hmm. And if you look, like Optimus Prime, the truck looks like the original one from Flat the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, they're kind, of, they're getting you. And the then Dinobots. And you got Dinobots. You got Grimlock in there. Like I you got like, Optimus Prime riding a uh, riding Grimlock, right? Yeah. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was excited. Like I gotta f- see this movie. Of the two Transformers, I still ha- own. I have Grimlock and Starscream, and well, I also have uh, where is he? You can't, like, oh, you can't find him. You <laughs> can't find him because that's how devious. Uh, oh God, Megatron. why can't Megatron is? It's he's right there. He's next to him. Okay, good. He's in the gun form though. Mm-hmm. Um, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I. Th- <sighs> it's tough because we have two Michael Bay, '80s nostalgia movies. Now Michael Bay isn't directing. Either one, right? He's he, he's I he, producing. I think he did Transformers. He produced ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He didn't direct it. He might be doing Transformers. I'm not one. I think he's done. He's done all three of them wow. so far. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is why they're pitted against each other because it's definitely 80s cartoons made into um, movies, and they're both touched by Michael Bay. And this so. is a tough pick because I think Age of Extinction is going to do more money. But I really hope Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does well. Like, if I had to pick between these two movies, like, I could only see one of them, I'd go Ninja Turtles, because I've always just been a bigger Ninja Turtles fan. Michael Bay is directing. Okay. Four. It's tough to say how Ninja Turtles is going to do, because we haven't had an actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie since since Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, which was, like, what, 19... Well, we had Team and T. But that... That was CGI, like, yeah. computer. like. Well, these guys are CGI computers. No, but it was all, like, 100%. Okay. Like, yeah, this yeah. is that more real-world, like, the actual Ninja Turtle movies that we had from mm-hmm. the 80s. Like, but, this is that more realistic Turtle instead of a cartoon. And Turtles have always... They've stayed relevant. They've always had a cartoon on. They had that live-action mm-hmm. TV show on, like... Whether they were they introduced Venus to Milo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they've... They, they are, had a live-action, uh, studio... Stu- uh, Stage production coming, coming out of the shells. shells. They've they've always been around, and every generation has had some point to get hooked on them. So to see another movie, I think will be. I think they have created enough of a fan base that a lot of people are going to want to go see this movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hat. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put my eggs in the basket of the reptilians. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, just, I um. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was directed by Jonathan Liebsman, who's done Wrath of the Titans, Battle Los Angeles, The Killing Room, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, Darkness Falls. Mm. Mm. Great lineage. <laughs> Which I'm I think Darkness there. Falls is like one of those fun, bad yeah. horror movies. But I, I think just for track record, I'm going to go Transformers just because it's a proven franchise for that summer blockbuster. And People are going to be saying like, "Oh, like we've seen the other Transformers mm-hmm. movies. Let's go check this one out." But they're still the same people that might go see Ninja Turtles. But I don't know. I just have because I have to pick one. Uh, when we were at Winter Soldier together, yeah, uh, there were a lot of kids in the audience, and they were kind of fun to listen to uh, during for reactions during the movie. Like when they realize it's Bucky. Yeah. Girls. Did you hear like a, <gasps> yeah, some little kids were, you know, really responded to the movie and it's fun, you know, when they're not screaming or being jerks or shit kids and they're just, you know, watching the movie and enjoying it. It's fun to hear kids reactions. And the thing is that I thought was really surprising. No kids reactions during the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they've seen it already. They seen the trailer already. Yeah. It's out. Kids have seen the trailer already. Yeah. It's got to. They, why wouldn't you be playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles during TV time for kids? I, I guess maybe I mean, they I've, have seen it. I've seen know. that trailer multiple times now, just at other movies. This is my second time seeing it. One because you guys showed it to me, yeah. and two because I was at the movie. This is the second time because. But this would have been would have been if I wasn't doing this podcast and you guys haven't sat me down to watch it. That would have been my first time seeing the. Thing. And I would have thought, at least if we were doing this podcast, you wouldn't have seen the movie either. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Just wait. Uh, uh, I would have thought I would have gotten they would have gotten a laugh or something in the theater, or at least one reaction from Michelangelo saying, "No, no, it's just a mask. Don't worry," and taking off the little, you know, orange mask. Some kind of reaction. And since I didn't, I didn't hear any. I really believe that uh, maybe there, there just isn't that connection. Uh, that they're banking on, and I think Transformers. I'm just I, I'm gobstopped by how much gobstopped every time uh, this movie makes any money, and I can't bet against it because of that. So Transformers: Age of Extinction for me. Moving on. You guys want to do introduce the next one? Yeah. Our next one is a uh, more sci-fi remakes. This first one is a sequel. It's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and are pitting it up against Godzilla, the new remake of yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> it's not Cloverfield. No. And it's not Godzilla 2000. It's not Go Go Godzilla. It's just Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They had there was a tar- cartoon that was in the ninety, and they were like the theme song was like Go 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 Godzilla. Like oh was, okay yeah I remember that. Can I remember that? But it wasn't called yeah, it wasn't Go Go called Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's not your Go 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 Godzilla. Yeah. It's just Godzilla. It's just. Godzilla. But you made it sound like Go Go Godzilla was yeah, the thing. Like... That was the name. That's why I was thrown off. I call things by the theme songs of everything. <laughs> That's like, not new... true. That is not true. New girl is Hey Girl. <laughs> Hey girl, what you doing? It's like you guys gonna wanna watch uh Hey girl tonight with us? You guys wanna watch uh where everyone knows your name? <laughs> That's what I call cheers. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but Dawn of the Planet of the Apes versus Godzilla. I think that's, that's a thing. That's that would be a fun like game to play. Like just, just a like, bunch of monkeys throwing shit at a giant <laughs> lizard. No, no. I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah, all, that would be fun too. All dreams are a weird place to be. <laughs> no, no. Naming like theme songs of shows and like having to name the show. Uh, like Scott always wanted to do that. Yeah. Well, Scott was way too good at it because he actually had. He was the one that he songs. would play the songs or he would sing them for you. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, what show? That's true. I miss Scott. Chris produces. All right. Um, I think Godzilla, I think, is going to do well, but I think it's also something that not a lot of people care about. And they saw the 90s Godzilla movie, and everybody was let down by that. But I'm still floored by how much money the Planet of the Apes movie made Mm -hmm. when the the prequel to this came out. And they had a little spot in uh, Hey Girl, New Girl. The one episode, Schmidt is watching it with uh, the guy that likes tacos and Jess. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think Don of the Planet of the Apes is is going to do more money just because it, it did crazy money the first time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't bad enough that you were like, oh man, why did I spend this money on this movie? I have yet to see it, but it did do really well. Surprisingly, you know, a lot better than I thought it was going to do. Because it killed us. my ba- I, it, it right. killed all of our brackets. Uh, so, I think that's what made Aaron win, that very first one. And so I can't pick against Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and I have no faith in Godzilla doing well at all, because Cloverfield didn't do that well in theaters. Well, I'm, I'm looking and, up stuff right now. And also, I can vamp a little more. I can, yeah, just know. give it a second. Um, uh, and Planet, Planet of the Apes, but Planet of the Apes had, you know, names behind it. It had James Franco in it, who was coming off of okay. everybody really liking 20, uh, hours. Gary Oldman. Is in this oh. is in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Who else? And he's he's the main voice throughout um, the trailer too. Hmm. I I would never recognize Gary Oldman's voice unless it was pointed out to me, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, you cool. see him too. Okay. Well, um, he disappears <laughs> into roles, man. He's hard to find. Like he was put in Book of Eli. I don't know. Yeah, he's a bad guy in that. You know how I knew it? Like right when they said, oh, and Gary Oldman's in this movie. <laughs> In the previews, Planet of the Apes did 176 million. Mm-hmm. God, um, no, I'm sorry, not Godzilla. Uh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield did 76 million dollars. But then I also looked to Real see what states? see what Pacific Rim did, mm-hmm. and Pacific wow. Rim did 101 million. Hmm. So it Pacific, did better than Pacific Rim. Yeah, but people Apes. love Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of thinking along those lines. Like Pacific Rim showed that you can do like. Big budget, like crazy giant monster movies, and people will see it, and it will have a fan following. And even like Cloverfield, while it might not have done crazy amount of money, that movie had buzz Mm -hmm. when they were showing off the trailers for it. Remember all the talk is like, oh, it's a new Godzilla movie. They're just not saying it, yeah, because they had that similar feel. So I think Godzilla might perform pretty well. Like the trailer for it, like that little teaser one, was awesome. Just it does like have the, Brian Cranston in it. Like the parajumpers, and it's like jumping through the smoke, and then you just see like the spikes. Like when I saw that trailer for the first time, I didn't know what it was for. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the spikes, and then you hear the boom, and I was like, holy shit, Godzilla. I have no desire to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I didn't see the last one. Mm-hmm. Do you? But you're saying you do have desire to see Godzilla? Yeah. I don't know, like, 
I didn't care for the Matthew Broderick, like, yeah. early 2000 Godzilla. But Godzilla 2000. I never watched the whole thing. That's not great. Yeah, I know. You, you weren't missing out. No, I know. That's why I didn't the finish Garden watching. was an egg incubator for Godzilla babies. I saw that one when, when it we came were... out on, like, VHS. This Godzilla is one that I would see in I theaters. saw Godzilla 2000 in the theater. That was back during high school when that's all we would do was go to movies, like, right after uh, right after classes on Friday. That's cool. Mom, if you're listening, I did not skip school to do that. Uh, Your mom doesn't listen to that. But his brother does, and his brother's going to be like, Guess what, Mom? It might be true. What's up, turd? What do you want? (laughs) Oh, don't call Ah. that. Come on. It's a childhood name. Next matchup is two comic book titans, or one comic book titan and one underdog trying to prove itself. Mm -hmm. We have X-Men Days of Future Past. Versus Guardians of the Galaxy, the new kid on the block. I really do believe we need to do Board Bites for Guardians of the Galaxy, just as a primer for for, for what is this movie like, before the movie comes out. Uh, I, I think that should be our goal for our Board Bites, because I think a lot of people don't know these characters. They don't know how it's going to all fit in, and I think we can really... Do do a real good public service announcements for our. Uh, I don't know if we could do a better YouTube. public service announcement than the actual trailer for it, though, because it it lays everything out pretty good. That's all you need to know about these characters. I don't know, man. People are still confused. Talking to people at work and also talking to my family, they're like, "Paul, so what is this?" And then I, even I try to explain it, and I'm like, "Look, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit. It's going to be action comedy <laughs> kind of style." And you're going to like it because you guys like space stuff. I'm going to put this out there. Okay. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a better space adventure movie than the new Star Wars. Wow. Putting that out there. They're both owned by Disney. I know. This this is the world we live in now. <laughs> My <laughs> kind of world. <laughs> like, it's so up, sad. Like, straight up, like, this is this is my world. Like... Yeah, Disney. I got the Muppets. I got Marvel. Yeah. Got Star Wars. It's it, it's a world one where, family. That's the Thanksgiving dinner I want to go to. <laughs> when I was like, when I was in going into college, and I was trying to get a new college, you know, job for the oh, summer. Swedish chefs like trying to carve the turkey, and like the turkey's still alive, running. <laughs> and like Darth Vader comes in with a lightsaber. He would choke the chicken. Come on, it's turkey. He would why, choke the- why would he masturbate? I don't get it, Paul. Why does your mind always go there? He would just choke it. Why would he chase it around? He would just force choke it. <laughs> just reach out with the force and just choke it. Mm. We'd just choke it. Choke it. But, yeah, living in a world of, like, 10, 15 years ago, or 10 years ago, me at an interview for a Disney store, because I just wanted to stock shelves and get out early so I could get to classes... Uh, and having a group interview and trying to throw the interview by saying, no, no, I, I didn't really watch much Disney stuff, which was true growing up, but I love Jim Henson. Not realizing that just earlier that year, they bought out all of Jim Henson. <laughs> like, that, that, that was the start of them just buying my childhood. Like, I didn't watch any Disney stuff growing up. Until Disney bought all the stuff that I watched growing like, up. <laughs> I, I hate Disney, but I love Star Wars and comic books and the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're hired. <laughs> Basically, that's what would have happened to me now. And uh, uh, I got the job and I turned it down because they wanted me to be a sales associate, not a stock boy. So. Yeah, there's no such thing as stock boys at 
Yeah, I wanted. Of course, you have to do everything. I wanted to. No, they had a backlog. You were a cast member, or you worked back back lot. And the, that lock was what I was trying to interview for, and which I was interviewing for was he come in, for them all opened, and you would stock and face everything, because mm-hmm. you would get the deliveries, and it was like a sixteen to twenty hour a week job, and I'm like perfect. I get out at eight o'clock. I got my first class at ten. You know that'll work really well. And they're like, no, we want you to do this, this, and this. Luckily, I got hired at Wegmans, and then I became best hey. friends with John. And that's why we have a podcast. And that's why we have a podcast. Or, I have you got, here's the thing. Disney, had, oh my goodness, Disney bought Magnum Broadcast, and I didn't even realize. No, but Paul, here's the thing. If you had gotten hired at the Disney store, I worked like right next door at PacSun, and I was in that Disney store every single day. So we probably would have become friends. <laughs> <laughs> this there is true. Check wow. that out. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. We were, we were, we were destined for greatness. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Days of Future Past, though. Which one is destined for greatness? Well, here? I, I think much like how we just jumped into the past to make sure that we all met each other, no matter what happened. I believe X Men Days of Future Past will make more money than Guardians of the Galaxy, no matter what happens. I think X Men is going to be big, but I think just from the fact that that song that plays in the the mm-hmm. um. In hooked, the, on in, in, hooked on a feeling in Guardians of the Galaxy was downloaded so much. I think there's going to be more of a buzz about Guardians of the Galaxy from what you said. People don't know yeah. who they are. And then they look at like, oh yeah, it's the cast from both mo- both movies. I think that's going to be a big draw. But I think people are going to go Guardians. People, I have no faith. You know, I know that X-Men will probably be a worse movie. It won't be as fun, but I think it'll make more money still. I think the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy is part of the Marvel brand, and the last few X-Men movies haven't been that good. I heard Wolverine was good. Origins, the second one. Not really. Not really. Um, I, I think the fact that people don't know what to expect from Guardians of the Galaxy, and it does look so different from everything else that they've gotten so far... Is what's gonna draw them in. Like, every time that trailer's shown at a theater I've been in, when people see Chris Pratt as Star Lord, it gets a reaction out of people. People like that dude. <laughs> and then, you have just like this crazy cast of characters. I mean, you've got a tiny raccoon and a giant tree person. Like, what the hell is this movie? People wanna know. You got Vin Diesel. But they're not... People don't even know Vin Diesel's in that movie. Yeah, they're not... It's like The Iron Giant, which is a great movie. It's good Iron Giant, people. I think Guardians is going to like come out and people are going to be like, whoa, this movie was a lot of fun, but it's crazy action, too. And I think X-Men is still just going to be suffering from that. It's an X-Men movie stigma. Like We've seen it before. We've seen it before. They're really pushing the fact that this is from Brian Singer yeah. too. Like when you see the trailer for it, it's of like X Men One and Two, not the shit ones. Yeah, people. it does. It doesn't even talk about X Men First Class or X Men Three or X Men Origins. We X Men First Class, but people love that. People yeah. do love that. So, and it made a lot of money, and I think this one will make even more because it's going to get the people that really loved X Men First Class, and it's going to get the people that like us that loved X One and Two to go see. <clears throat> 
see it no matter what. Can we take a pause for a second? I just want to look up something quick. Maybe we'll grab a third beer. Um, I just crunched some numbers, and X-Men First Class did $55,101,000 in its opening weekend. Okay. The lowest grossing of the Marvel Studios movies has been... Can I guess? Go ahead. Thor, first one? No, the the Incredible Hulk. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, Incredible Hulk did fifty five million four hundred fourteen thousand. Ooh, very close. So three hundred thousand dollars difference. So it's close. Um, first class did more in the long run. It was one hundred forty six million versus one hundred thirty four million. Looking at May release for X Men versus an August release for Guardians. Um, August is when we usually see the slowdown for the for money. But I know that. Planet of the Apes was an August release, and I said the same thing about it. Like, you know, by that time, mm-hmm. summer movies are kind of over. People I think are done. also by that time is you don't have as many movies as the draw. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons they probably put this in August. Yeah. Here's here's a fun little fact because the next lowest Marvel Studios opening, Captain America. It's Captain America the. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the overall. Like. Overall, so far, is The Winter Soldier, because it's still out. But that had a $95 million opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America had $65 million, 58000 while Thor had $65,723,000. Mm-hmm. So, very close. Yeah. But still both more than X-Men. Mm-hmm. So, that Marvel name does carry some weight. When you see that Marvel... Studios. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel, Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk. Because even the actual Hulk movie only had $132 million overall. Which was about even with what the Wolverine did. Alright, so you're taking Guardians. So, so I'm going Guardians. Just John, you're going Guardians. Yes. It's, I'm the only one with X-Men. Alright. Guardians is getting that Marvel bump, I feel. Okay. And the fact that it just looks like it's going to be a lot more fun. Like... X-Men Days of Future Past is basically the Holocaust movie of Wolverine, or of X-Men movies. Oh, okay. You're just saying of, no, of, like, of what it is. It's, yes. But it's not the Schindler's List of X-Men movies. It's no, not... No, it's... When you see the trailer for that movie, there's nothing that's like... There's nothing rousing about it. It's just like, oh man, shit's going down in this one. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is all about sunshine and fun. And shooting things. And aliens. And headphones. <laughs> it was like, right? Hey! hey. <laughs> it, Root! It's, oh, it's so much fun. It looks fun. Uh, what doesn't look fun to me is the next matchup, but what is fun is this beer. I was, I was about to pull John. Cut Paul off. Uh, we have um, Trekker Triple, a Belgian-style ale from Slumbrew, out of... Um, uh, Massachusetts, I'm sorry. I was having trouble. Uh, my mom keeps buying these for me, and I've kind of been like, eh, they're good, they're not great. I hadn't had this one, though, mm. at that time. And I said, you don't need to buy me any more Slumbrew, because she kept buying the smoked porter, because Randy loved it, and I thought it was okay. Um, but this is a nice nice triple. I would put this above both of the uh, Oligoshes, and this has also been sitting in their cellar for about a year. Um, so it's, it's pretty enjoyable. It still captures all of its flavors that you want. You wouldn't, ex- if you tasted this, you would say that this was a fresh bottle. Like yeah. you wouldn't <laughs> think that it's been aged. 
No, I, I, I don't get an H. There's a nice Christmas to it. Yeah, nice sweet Christmas. No. It, it's not a syrupy sweetness. It's crisp and sweet. Um, it's very kind of fruity. Uh, there's a little hint of spice, but that might be because I haven't been rinsing my glass out in between. No, I think the spice is there. Yeah, I rinsed mine because I just had a glass of water. Right. Um, but I think this is really quite enjoyable for. Yeah. It's different, and that's what makes it enjoyable. That yeah. It isn't just another Belgian style beer. Yeah, I prefer this to the two Alagash. Bottled 05 2012. Wow. So we, I think we sat on it for oh, quite a bit. Yeah, almost two years yeah. since mm-hmm. it's been bottled. Yeah, and it held up really well. Yeah. Not bad, Slumbrew. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You didn't slum it with this beer. <laughs> oh. No. But we uh, will go slumming with these next two movies. Yes. Uh, these two movies, I pitted up against each other because that I was, think they're going to... called that bitch. Yeah, you did call that. Uh, <laughs> John's really good on the show. Afternoons. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon shows, it's his time to shine. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, these two movies, I think, will have a similar kind of look to them. And I don't think so. Well, I don't think they look very similar at all. Hercules and... Uh, okay. Uh... We got Hercules, and then a very long-named uh, movie, Frank Miller's Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. And it is to kill for. Um, I think that they'll have that washed out, like, black and white almost, but... Hercules is not black oh, really? and white at all. No. It isn't. I thought it was no. in the 300 style. No. Okay, then I don't know what no, Hercules... No, 300 Rise of an Empire was... Right, but that got pushed back until no, that earlier. already came out. I know, yeah, but it was on our list last year. Yeah, and then it got pushed. GI Joe, and the year before that got pushed. And I was going to mention that as soon as we got through all of the, all of their movies. That hey, okay, right now for an extra bonus point, pick the one movie you think might get pushed back to uh, you uh. know miss the summer. Because for two years in a row, we've had a movie miss the, miss the summer. So guess you can start thinking about that now as soon as we're done with all our picks. You know, this first round, you know, figure it out. Um, I'm picking Hercules. Yeah. No, yeah, I I'm, I'm picking Hercules, too. I think Hercules is going to have what it needs. It's going to be different enough than what's coming out that summer. Sin City, I would have been excited for this movie to come out five years ago mm-hmm. when it was a sequel that didn't take forever to come out. But I, I really have no interest in seeing it. Like, I'll probably watch it when it comes out on DVD just to see it. But even then, it's not gonna, it's gonna be that thing of like, oh, I kinda wanna watch something tonight, what's on at Redbox? Yeah. I would probably see neither of these movies in the theater, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Hercules because it has the rock in it. And I actually saw the Scorpion King. So. <laughs> uh, I've seen the Scorpion King. I enjoy rock movies. Yeah, the, the rock's like a cool guy. He has fun with what he's doing. And he actually and, talks to uh, Wolverine when he's working out for his movies. Yeah. Like they actually you know, traded. Uh, uh, I really like the tips. rundown with the rock. That was yeah, a really good I movie. I've seen that with Sean uh, William Scott. Um, I feel so Christopher City. Walken. I just looked into it. The last one came out in 2005. Okay. The last movie that had Frank Miller's name attached to it at the beginning of the title was The Spirit. And I think they were trying to bank too much on that Sin City aesthetic because it was new. It was groundbreaking. People were like, whoa, check that out. It's black and white, but it's not black and white. And then they did it again, The Spirit. 
And it just, it didn't work. And I feel at this point people are just, they're burnt out on that because it's being like pushed down their throats now. And it's a sequel that's too far past when it should have come out. If Sin City had came out in 2008 when The Spirit did, I probably would have, you know, held out a little bit more hope for it. Yeah. But at this point, no. I think Hercules might do a bit better. I don't think it's going to do great. Mm-hmm. I think people might be over and done with that whole oatmeal, like 300, 300 Rise of an Empire. The Hercules movie Rat, like that Clash came of out. The Titans, Wrath of the Titans, like, we had most, larger than dude, life. We had a Hercules movie come out movie? early spring, too. Was there? Yeah. I was not even aware of that one. That was the... Wasn't that the... The... Uh, what's the boat's name? Oh, oh. The Argonauts. No. Jason of the Argonauts? Didn't Argonauts come out? No. no not it yet. was a Hercules movie, oh. and it looked really bad. I just watched the trailer, and I'm like, yeah, is this going to be Clash of the Titans, or is this going to be... Uh, what's... Uh. Darn it! Uh, mm. I had it, too! Where and then going? he started talking about other... Crap, John. Mm. I didn't say shit. <laughs> You're like, and the other Hercules movie. I That was part of the conversation. I didn't know you had something going on. I had something. I always have something going on in my head. Right? But I have, I can get to speak, too. I have oh, words, Paul. You do. It's not all about you. And I was continuing off of what Chris was saying, yeah. and then you were talking, and then you forgot what you were going to say. That's all very true, and I'm sorry, John. You are correct. Paul, did you remember what it was yet? No. <laughs> Uh, I thought that apology would get it out. Nope. That's what I was hoping for, too. Because he'd be able, yes, it was this. I'm actually looking up the trailer right now for And, Hercules. you know, it looks, it looks like Clash of the Titans. It looks like Wrath of the Titans, which makes money. But, uh, like, they don't do great Wrath of the, oh, oh, what was the other one? Immortals. The Immortals. That was oh, the other yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah. looks, I saw that one and it wasn't great. It mm-hmm. was, Okay, like I've seen worse movies. Yeah, but. Sin City. Yeah, I think you guys are right. I think it's been too long uh, between them two. But then again, it's coming out late August. It doesn't have much going on again, you know, for it. You know what? Either way, it's going to be swallowed up by either Guardians or X Men the next round. Yeah. So you I know, know this... I'll, I'll pick Hercules and no. Hercules is not bad, and so far they haven't even shown you that it's the Rock is Hercules. Yeah, when they show him, he's wearing the lion's oh, head that he, he just is. killed. Yeah, I, it looks it looks cool. This is something I probably would go see. I I actually I wouldn't mind seeing it. Of the movies that I think that are going to be pushed back, I think it's going to be Sin City. I think that'll get pushed back to this. I think it's already gotten pushed back so far that. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that where they just need to get it out there to mm. get it out there now. Like this movie has none of the cast of the original one because they've all either died or moved on to doing other stuff at this point. Like which I think is going to hurt it. What? Uh, Mickey is it Mickey Rourke? He's going to be in it. Is he in it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know anything about these two movies. <laughs> Obviously. Get that, get that. Oh, Hercules isn't that black and white. Um, I thought it was. I no, thought Hercules. it was. I, I thought it was like Immortals, you know, that kind of style. Yeah. No, it's, it doesn't even have that really washed out look either. It's that similar style because that's the movie, but it's mm-hmm. not the same aesthetic to it. Um, honestly, if I had to pick between seeing Hercules, Immortals, like Clash of the Titans, like, all of those kind of movies, like, after just seeing the trailer for it, I'd probably go Hercules. Because, <laughs> like, 
like that line jumping at him. Yeah. Like, that was like a cool shot. Yeah, it was. And it's the rock. It's the rock. He had Cerebus in there too in that trailer. Yeah. And the Hydra. Hydra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I think Hercules is going to do well. All right, guys. Uh, what I think is a movie that's going to do really well is How to Train Your Dragon Two, and a movie that versus a Ding Cook vehicle. Yeah, that's right. I used it before the show. I'm going to use that same joke again. <laughs> planes to planes, fire and rescue. Not planes two, just planes. Colon, fire and rescue. Uh, points too. I really liked How to Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. and I think the sequel is going to do really well because it was a really enjoyable movie. And I know that Planes didn't do that great. It did better than Cars 2, I think. And here's the thing, and this is going to be something I was talking about during it. Um, if you don't mind that I go. No, go ahead. Um, I'm going to pick How to Train Your Dragon 2. I haven't seen the first one of either of these movies. Well, okay, but How to Train Your Dragon. But dude, here's the thing: like, after I, Easter, come over and okay, we'll watch it. Thank you, because I want to see How to Train Your Dragon. I have what's Kate's skin for Easter. I have no strong desire to see Planes, but the fact that okay, Planes did better than Cars Two. You said Planes was made to be a direct to DVD movie. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't going to come out in theaters at all. Like they were just going to put it out as one of those, like. Like the Aladdin uh, two, Aladdin two, like the Lion Disney, King one like and the half. fairies ones that they have on out with mm-hmm. Tinkerbell. Like it was gonna be just like put out on DVD, like go get it today. But they're like, no, like this is good this enough. Could, to, this could perform, in. and the fact that it did better than Cars two, an actual Pixar movie, which this is just Disney Studios mm-hmm. based off of what Pixar has done. Like that's that's pretty big that Disney was able to like pull off this, which they like. Probably just phoned it in to actually get this thing made. And it kind of does. Like, the previews of it kind of looks like it's... The Planes 2 is a a direct-to-DVD kind of movie. Like, it has that look yeah. and feel to it. Um, but it's also... It is different from just planes because it is the cars and planes together. And they're fighting fires. And they're dropping cars out of planes. Like It reminds me of the... It was like Little Tykes had their own cartoon show for a while, Fire and Rescue. It was like the Lego Fire and Rescue or Little Tykes Fire and Rescue. I don't know. It was it was all right. It was all right. Well, but my cousins watched yeah. it and they would talk about it. But we're all going. Uh, yeah, how to train your dragon? Train too. Too. Yeah, I, I think how that's, to train your dragon's good. That's one of those movies that's going to appeal to a wider fan base. It's going to be kids and their parents, but then it's also going to get like the teenagers mm-hmm. and the like. Because they saw the first one when they were a kid, and mm. now they're like, "Oh, I'm older." And they they, they age the uh, hiccup. Hiccup yeah. is now in his like adolescence. His, you know, he was like preteen, and now he's definitely of the young adult. You know, kind of. I, I think Planes Two is still going to do pretty well because kids are going to want to see that. But those same kids are also going to want to see the Dragon movie, and I think parents are going to be more like, "No, let's go see How to Train Your Dragon." I think this one is uh, a pretty easy pick for all of us. Uh, Maleficent versus 22 Jump Street. And remember how we were saying, uh, you know, sometimes these matchups aren't that great. It's, you know, sometimes the movies aren't uh, that we get for the number 16. 22 Jump Street is definitely our number 16 pick. It is definitely like, okay, out of... The fact that this movie's even being made shocks me. Yeah. The fact that it made our bracket shock us too. It was up against, you know, we were talking back and forth between uh, my wife's pick of Blended, the Adam Sandler uh, 
Drew Barrymore film. Which I would rather see over 22 Jump Street. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you love... Whenever I'm watching cable TV, which isn't often, that movie's always on somewhere, and I watch it. Stuff It Up All Over the Streets. I don't even know what the name of that movie is, but it's the next Stuff It, stuff it Up movie. <laughs> Why would we like that yeah, one? Exactly, Jersey Boys, which I think you kept putting Jersey. Nobody else thought Jersey Boys was a good pick. I think Jersey Boys is going to make more money than Twenty Two Jump Street. I mean, that show has a following, so the Broadway show, yeah, and it's Clint uh, Eastwood directing. Oh, so they're gonna be like killing people over the Ooh, cars and stuff. It's gonna be Jersey Boys, okay, in oh. the western. All right, I feel better with my pick now that I've actually looked into Twenty One Jump Street. I'm uh I'm definitely picking Maleficent because it's tw- this whoever was you know that's probably the one that I'm I don't know how much money it's really going to make I'm, I'm questioning it it's definitely the number fifteen uh for me yeah. a bra- number on the bracket and then sixteen was definitely a play in you know it's they 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 had their one shot at glory and they just couldn't no matter who went up against anybody here at, at number fifteen probably would lose to so there it is Maleficent I've done really well with making my pick and then researching the movie's box offices just to see like well how right am I going to be um 21 Jump Street did 36 million dollars its opening weekend Ugh. but and 138 million overall okay so I mean for mm-hmm. just like a comedy movie like that's that's pretty decent I can see why it got a sequel um for Maleficent, this movie's been talked about and hyped up for years. Like, it, we're finally getting it now. The Disney, like, real life fantasy movies, like Alice in Wonderland, have done very, very well. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, you, you didn't care for Alice in Wonderland too much, right? No, it was definitely that movie. Still did a billion dollars at the box really office, well. though. <laughs> like, and it was one of those ones where I'm it, like, "Yep, this is tough." I it just wasn't great, sitting but, there. I was like. This movie isn't for me. Yeah. As I'm sitting there alone in the theater, this movie is for those four girls that are like five rows up from me because they sat down and then I'm like, I'm getting as far away from them as possible because I'm not going to be that guy like, <laughs> sitting alone in the theater right behind 13, 14 year old girls. I'm not going to be that guy. I, <laughs> so I moved. I will say Sleeping Beauty is probably my least favorite of the classic Disney animated like classics. Mm hmm. Because there's just, like, really nothing cool about that movie, except uh, for Maleficent. The, the fight with the dragon? Yeah. Who's Maleficent? Sword of Truth and the and the Shield of Virtue, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Sword like, of Virtue and the yeah. Shield of Truth, something like that. Like, Sleeping Beauty was the worst part of her own movie. Um, <laughs> I know, like... She really didn't have much active yeah, awake exactly, sweet, uh, like, screen time, though. She dances with a bunch of animals in, like, a super expensive uh, scene in the movie. Like, that movie, like, or that scene in that movie cost them a lot of money, and people were like, well, we're wasting a lot of money on this scene. Like, hmm. we, gotta, we really need to spend all this. That's why they reuse a lot of that animation for later movies, because it was such an investment. Hmm. Fun fact. Right, this is a fun fact. Um... Maleficent, it looks awesome, though. I'm not an Angelina Jolie fan at all. She looks great in the part. Does, yeah. does she see, did they CGI her cheekbones to make them more bony? It has to be like prosthetics. I think it's prosthetics. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, but my, my dad even, when, when he, you first see her and she like does that laugh and everything, my dad was like, is that CGI'd? <laughs> Cause I'm like, 
It's it's to the level of me asking, you know, about uh Elijah Wood's like blue eyes, like yeah. whether or not if that's real or not. Because I turned on after we watched it uh the day after, just while I was cleaning the house, I turned on Tomb Raider on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they CGI'd yeah, her face or something. She's got some cheekbones, they, but yeah, yeah, those are it's extended. Yeah. Just to make her more like the actual animated character, mm-hmm. with like just kind of like the jagged lines on the face, while everyone else is so much softer and mm-hmm. rounded. Like the rest of the. The fairies in that movie. Um, yeah, they're round. Flora, Fawn, and Meriwether. Like, they're very rotund, very round in the face, and then you got Maleficent, who's just, just like, Bony angles up. Slim and angles slender. Up the I don't know, it just... This is a movie that I'm looking forward to, just because, yeah, I am a obvious Disney fan, but I think it just looks like it's going to be a cool movie. Like, the later trailers have given away so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're actually going to be getting her backstory. Yeah. And They're like, wicked. Her it's, fall. Yeah. It's wicked for Maleficent. And wicked does crazy money. I, I read the book and I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the show at all, but yeah. I want to it's go when it came to the shape, number but... one entertainment property in history right now. Wow. It's made more money. That's for, crazy. Of all the, like, you know, for any kind of entertainment value, even more than video games. This is what I've heard on a, another podcast and, Good job, Brain. So I don't doubt it. Um, I'm gonna, Warner Brothers. I say. I'm gonna go Maleficent as well. I like. I was gonna go Twenty Two Jump Street just because you guys are picking it too. But it just seems like it's gonna. It's the bigger. It's gonna be the bigger mon- money. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these other Disney franchises, but this is the big Disney movie. Mm-hmm. You know, for the summer. Yeah, this is their big live action movie. And I think this is definitely going to do better than, like, Lone Ranger or The Last Pirates movie. Like, I don't think it's going to do as well as, um, Alice in Wonderland. All right. Now, do you guys want to go back to the top or start from the bottom here? I'm okay with. Do whatever. whatever. Paul, you're, right. in, you're in charge of the brackets. All so right. You make he it. always asks us, and we're always like, well, I don't know. And then we'll be like, oh, let's start right, about let's go like, back. But we should start at the front because then we have this seed versus right. this. And Guys, like, don't flip your page. We're going How to Train Your Dragon 2 versus Maleficent for me. So it's. I have the same one. Okay. Uh, I think we all me, have the yeah, same Yeah, me as well. Yeah. Uh, and here I'm going to have to pick How to Train Your Dragon 2. I think it's going to make more money than Maleficent. I think it has a just a broader audience appeal. Then Maleficent, I think Maleficent is that uh, live-action teenage girl, you know, maybe us kind of like this it's, it's, nostalgia kind of fan base. It's like the 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 Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe kind of series. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's not going to be as big as. And I I'm going to say uh, How to Train Train Your Dragon is going to beat it as well. I actually am in complete agreement. Oh wow! I um, uh, see. I thought you would. Go Disney versus uh, DreamWorks and be like Disney. I ride Disney till the end. You no, know, I I ride Disney all day. Um, Paul, you, I was he's just like the, what you said. He's like the monorail. Do not laugh. I think How to Train Your Dragon just it's going to do very very well because it's so much more than what like when did Sleeping Beauty come out? Nineteen sixty eight. You would you would know okay. that more than either one of I, us. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I think How to Train Your Dragon just has that more... It was reason. after Snow White and before Lion King. <laughs> okay, so sometime from mm. 1923 until 1998. <laughs> yes, okay, cool, thanks. Good. Uh, thank um, God I, How to Train Your Dragon, it's a more recent fan base. Mm-hmm. It has that broader appeal. I think Maleficent might be one of those movies where families might not want to take their kids because 
It might get kind of scary in parts. Mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon, it might be intense, but it's going to be that action intense. And if mm-hmm. something bad happens, take up a toothless, everything's going to work out okay. Eh, Maleficent, you know, nobody's going to be happy at the end of that movie. So then would we do either your Transformers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Godzilla or Dawn of the Apes? Yeah, we can go back to the other side of the bracket if that's what you want to do. And I have Transformers versus Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I have Transformers versus Godzilla. Mm. I'm picking Transformers. I'm gonna uh, Just because it makes so much money. It just It's a series that... It keeps on making more money, sequel after sequel, until I see a, a change in that trend. Uh, every time it shows up on a bracket, I'm picking it. I think I'm going to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus is it beating out Planet of the Apes. Okay. Um, I have Transformers versus Godzilla. Oh my god, if that was a movie? <laughs> yeah. It would be called Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we basically got that, but yes, that would be awesome. Oh my god, what if Godzilla used Megatron as a gun? Oh, shit! Um, but I'm going Transformers, and Paul, you summed up my argument, mm-hmm. basically. That movie will do money, because it's proven. Godzilla, I think, is going to perform well, but this is riding the coattails of, like, the Cloverfield buzz. Mm-hmm. And then Pacific Rim, like, that fan fan base as well. But Transformers, I think, is still going to trump it. <laughs> Uh, X, I have for this next one, X-Men Days of Future Past versus Hercules. I think we all and have the same. No, I have Guardians no, I have of the Guardians. Galaxy versus oh. Hercules. Okay, I'm going X-Men. I'm going to go Guardians. Yeah, I have Guardians versus Hercules, so I will obviously be going Guardians. All right, so this is where I might be losing a lot of points to you guys or not. And, uh, yeah, it's going to depend on which movie does better at that point. Yeah, and it's going to be over here on the top of the bracket. I have... Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we all have. Yep. And Jupiter Ascending. Yep. Which I think we all have. And this is Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I think we're all picking the yes. same. Yeah. Easy. All right, guys. Uh, so I think the Lukowskis are really going to bring it back but and lose <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man. Uh, so what do you guys have? Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. now for our semifinals. Go ahead. What do you have, Chris? Uh, just one of the two. Uh, semifinals. Wait. Okay. Did I? So you either I have like you have you have either Amazing Spider-Man versus T- Transformers is what you have. That's yes. what you have. I, I have an odd number now. Am I supposed to have that? No, you no. should have. Four. You should have. You have Amazing Spider-Man versus Transformers, Transformers, and then you should have Guardians, Guardians of, of the, the Galaxy, Galaxy versus, versus How to, tra- how to Train, train Your Dragon. What about the Transformers Godzilla thing? You pick Transformers. Yeah. So what's that one? Transformers, Transformers is against, against Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay, we're, uh, then I had Guardians winning against Hercules. What's Guardians going to verse? That's going to go against How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to put a break in there. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, I'm good. Okay. I didn't have. I was like, but then I have Maleficent, and I was like, oh wait, okay. no, that was. So which? Would, where would you rather start? How to Train Your Dragon versus Guardians, or Spider-Man versus Transformers? I'm okay with either one of those, Paul. This is your okay. baby. John, where would you rather start? Well, or I just put the I just Guardians versus I just put the G down for between Guardians and How to Train Your Dragon. So okay. I'm gonna go Guardians on that one. 
So you're picking Guardians over How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Wow, you're, you're really banking on Guardians doing really I, well. I, I, th- this is the most anticipated movie I've been looking I've been, for a while. I was looking forward to this more than Captain America. I knew Captain America was going to be a good movie, and I was going to see it. But even when I was waiting in line to buy my ticket for that, I was sitting there going, man, I can't wait for Guardians. So I think Guardians is going to do better. I think it's, I think it's, it's got people's attention. Mm-hmm. All right. I, so I am going X-Men over How to Train Your Dragon 2. I, you know what? No. I think How Your, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is going to do more money than X-Men. Cause now I'm thinking about those two movies yeah. and I'm like, How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, I think I never give family pictures enough credit. And it always hurts me on these things. I've never won, so I, I, I gotta change up my thinking, because apparently my <laughs> thinking isn't right. So I'm gonna go How to Train Your Dragons 2 over, uh, my pick of the X-Men. Um, John, here's where you and I are gonna separate ways, and I will be joining Paul on his side of the table. Because mm. I have How to Train Your Dragon versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And I really want Guardians to perform very, very well. Like, I do want to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2, like, as part of their huge, like, 14-year plan now. But I think Guard- um, Guardians just isn't going to do as much money as How to Train Your Dragon in the long run. Alright, well, so I have Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we both have, which all three of us have, and I'm going against Transformers. I'm going against Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Chris, you're also going with Transformers, right? Yeah, I have Transformers versus Amazing Spider-Man. All right. Uh, I think just because of how close it came last time Transformers was on the bracket to beating Harry Potter, there's no way that Amazing Spider-Man is going to do Harry Potter kind of numbers. I think it's going to be a train wreck of a film, and I think <laughs> <laughs> it's, go- it's going to be fun. But, man, I don't see them pulling it off. I really don't. They couldn't pull together an ending with the lizard, you know, it being the villain at the end of the first movie, I don't understand how they can pull together a movie with four different villains, three different villains, and maybe even handling the death of Gwen Stacy. And Transformers does Um, money, man. It does billion-dollar money. I'm going to throw this argument out there for you, Paul, because I agree with you, but we're no longer in that, like, oh, they need to have an ending because they're already talking about what they're going to be doing next with the spin-off movies. Yeah. This is going to be that bridge to the amazing Spider-Man universe. You I might think. be saying bridge. All I see is troubled waters. <laughs> um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking amazing Spider-Man. I think both these movies are going to do very well, but I think once all is said on Spider-Man is going to do well because it is going to be opening up into that mm-hmm. new, like, Hey, you've got to see this movie because they talk about this. Oh my God, did you see? Yeah. It's all expanded. Did you see what happened with now. this? I Everybody's doing an expand, expanded They're, universe. And yeah. that that's so smart because it's worked so well for Marvel. But yeah, Spider Man's my pick. All right, Teenage Ninja Turtles versus Spiders. Uh, I'm gonna go Spider Man. I think Spider Man's gonna be the bigger. I'm picking in my matchup, but we all have different matchups now, right? I believe so. Yeah, I, I have, have X Men. I oh, have no, you, Transformers no. versus How to Train Your Dragon. I have Amazing Spider-Man versus Guardians. I have Amazing Spider-Man versus How to Train Your Dragon. I'm picking Transformers to uh, win overall. I'm going to go Amazing Spider-Man. 
I will change my seat over here and scoot over next to my friend John because I, too, am going with Amazing Spider-Man overall. Now, guys, out of all the movies that we've seen, who's had the most blatant rip-off movies? Transformers had Transmorphers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know of any blatant rip-off Spider-Man movies. Probably because Disney has a lot better of a legal team than Hasbro. Uh, no, but, I mean, there's been other uh, terrible-looking knockoffs. You can see them all on Netflix. It has like, all the a ton of yeah. horrible uh, Spider-Man cartoons yeah, that have been true. out there forever. True. Spider-Man Beyond? Or Limited. That was horrible. Furries in space with animal creatures. Yeah, that was the one that came after, like, the... Yeah. The good 90s series. <laughs> that good 90s series. It's Watching good, it again, but, again yeah. it's horrible. No, you cannot go back and watch any of those 90s Fox like series because they're just so... X-Men still isn't bad. X-Men... Uh, it's, it's still not bad, but it's still not, not like... Good. It's not good. I, the only... The only... 90s, 90s cartoon. cartoon that I swear by Spider-Man. is... Spider-Man. Hawkeye and the Avengers. Fantastic Bat- Four. Batman animated series. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking terrible Marvel BTAS. And they were all the Marvel uh, Power Hour of where you either got you got the it, first half hour of either Iron Man or uh, what was it? And then you had Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. It was Power Man and then Fantastic Four, no matter what. They were really both really bad. But it did have Stanley introductions <laughs> for each episode. Uh, and if we could afford more things, we would afford Stanley introductions for every episode of the Bag Broadcast. But we can't, and that's fine. Because you know why? Because we don't, we're not fueled by money. We don't, and we don't need Stanley. We just need you. We need you to rate us and review us over at iTunes. Comment over on our Facebook page. And how else can they interact with us, guys? Like, uh, there's Twitter. Twitter. At Bagnum Board. Email, rate and review. Email us. us. Like us on Facebook. Contact at BagnumBoardcast.com. Yeah. Or okay. individually at Chris, John, or Paul at BagnumBoardcast.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Chris, Chris always posts the pictures to Instagram as well, so you can look yeah. for the hashtag Bagged and Board. And let us know your picks for the Bagged and Boardcast annual summer movie blockbuster bracket buster episode for a new bracket. Like, we gave you the titles that we're doing. Let us know which ones you think are going to win, or how we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to post a picture of the bracket up on our Facebook page soon. I'm going to throw this out there, too. If you win. If you show us up completely, if you get more points, we might, you know, offer you a, a VIP spot on the next Bracket Buster. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, as long as he has Skype and an internet connection to call into the show, we, we, we will make that happen. So if you want to get onto the Bagnum Broadcast, uh, post a picture of your bracket before the 1st of May. Them's the rules, kids. Yeah, you got like two weeks. Yeah. And I'll try to post the actual bracket so you can fill it out yourselves. All right. Until next time, where we'll be doing our what I don't even know. Uh, Are you gonna th- do the look back for or the Are trade we- policy for six gun? Yeah, yeah let's do the trade policy for six gun. We'll be talking about six gun, so go out and read that. Buy it on Comicsology, or you know, buy it at your local Barnes and Noble. Are there still Barnes and Nobles? I don't even know. They have yeah, a nice hardback edition of like the first two volumes together. Hmm. We're going to be reading the first volume. We're going to be reading the first volume for episode two eleven. So, until then, uh, be nice to each other, everybody. No?
What, what, what no. would you rather say? Jump, go ahead. How would you close it? I don't know, but it could be... I, this is your, You close it, but why wasn't it movie-themed? Stay amazing, true believers. <laughs> hey, better? 